this is uh, Mac and Mod's Riverdale podcast. Yes, we we really enjoy doing the My Little Pony podcast, and we really like just being Macintosh and Mod. Yep. So we're just going to keep that, but that's just how we're going to keep going, and we're going to do Riverdale now. Okay, so you're going to have to explain, because you're the one who picked Riverdale. Why, okay. why Riverdale? Okay, we wanted to do... Um, we wanted to do a more of an hour-long show. And a grown-up show. And a grown-up show. And we kind of went through some of the shows we hadn't... Like, we've both never watched Sopranos. But neither of us were really excited about going through all that and talking about it. And we talked about... I don't know. We we might we, have fun with we, that. We might do it eventually. But it was just one of those things where it would be nice to go to something that neither of us had watched. True. So we're both coming to this completely fresh... I've never seen The Sopranos, so. Uh, well, I, I've seen like bits of episodes, you know, and recaps. I did not grow up with HBO, so I definitely did not have it. <laughs> um, but we just we just wanted to do a show that was new, and also it we're added bonus that it's current. It's current, and also I mean, we talked about you know, well, could we watch, could we talk about the shows that we do like to watch? I mean, Game of Thrones, or Game of Thrones, other or things, and then we realized there there's so many amazing podcasts out there about those shows, and we don't have anything to add. And some of you who are listening to there are lots of Riverdale podcasts, and I'm sure that they are amazing. I don't know if you'll think we have anything to add, but we're in, we we're enjoying this. We want to bring our same silly snark. Yes. From the My Little Pony podcast to the town of Riverdale. Yes. The show, I, yeah. And this show seemed pretty, pretty perfect because it's aimed at the young adult. It's on the CW, which their whole lineup is purely teens. That's who they, that's who they're trying to get. Well, sort of. They've got the superhero angle now. Yeah, but that's still, it's a little campy. I mean, they're going to pull on the, the fandoms. But it's definitely geared towards, let's get the 12 to 17 crowd. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, they, there's, there's a market for it. They're doing, they have, they've been doing great. So why not? Um, this show, we actually, we watched the first episode the other day just to see like, okay, do we, do, are we going to like this? Is this going to be fun to talk about? Or is this too far gone? And about 10 minutes in, I was sold. And I don't know if I was initially, but I mean, the first note I put here before we dive into the plot was I just went like, this is like Twin Peaks for teenagers. Yeah. And they're definitely not shying away from that comparison. Oh my gosh. That, it, it, so much in fact that one of the lead parent characters is Machen Amick, who was in Twin Peaks yeah. for the entire run. She plays Betty's mom. And it, <clears throat> there are so many half parallels to it although what i would say the biggest difference between this and twin peaks is that twin peaks offers no exposition whatsoever Mm -hmm. to what you're watching yeah um and this this is a cw show that wouldn't fly absolutely you've got a bunch of teenagers you've got to set up characters and and families are probably watching this over it well older i mean i'm gonna tell you right now i would have never watched the show with my parents that's that's yeah one my parents would never watch this but would we watch this if our kids were teenagers? Uh, I would, being a typical parent, I'd probably be like, that is too mature for you to be watching. Depending on the age of teenager. If we're talking 12, way too young to watch the show. Oh, we're well, talk- the show is... 16, 17, yeah, whatever. Exactly. And the show is TV 14 and clearly aimed at, you know, real teenagers yeah. or, you know, just at, just in college teenagers. Yeah. So anyway. The episode is chapter one. Oh, of course we have chapters, because every show... Every episode is a chapter, and every episode title is a movie. Not just a movie, a mystery noir type movie. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so, cool. first one is River's Edge, and I don't know much about River's Edge other than I know it's a murder mystery type movie that's also really weird and creepy, and Crispin, it was Crispin Glover's big breakout performance i know know crispin glover i know nothing about the movie i don't either it's one it's one i've always been told to to watch at some point but i i've i've never seen it i just know the name Mm -hmm. so um so the the description for imdb 
says, As a new school year begins, the town still reels from Jason Blossom's tragic death. Archie decides to pursue a career in music. Cheryl Blossom stirs up trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we start with narration from who would be an unknown figure, although uh, subtitles tell us the whole story. It's Jughead, Jughead Jones. Jughead Jones, who in the comics is the best friend, is a best friend of Archie Andrews. Right. Yeah. And Jughead is being our narrator. He's typing away at his computer, writing something, and he's telling uh, what went down over the summer Mm -hmm. before school started. And what happened over the summer. So, uh, long story short, there are... Two twins, Jason and Cheryl Blossom. That's what twin means, too. Okay. (laughs) And Jason and Cheryl went out on a boat on the 4th of July. And we're out in this boat, and all of a sudden, Jason disappeared. Jason's gone. The story that Cheryl gives the police is that she dropped her glove, because she's wearing gloves in the boat. Right. And Jason dove in. To grab it. And that's all we know. Yep. And we see Dilton Doily of the Boy Scouts is who found Cheryl stranded on a rock. That's what we know. Waiting. Waiting. And uh, Jughead saying, you know, the mystery consumed the town until a new mystery came in. And a, car, a town car drives up and the window rolls down and we see a black haired girl. Okay, but you, you you just glossed over a really big point. Okay, go ahead. Okay, they find Cheryl. Cheryl tells them what happened. The town scours the, the river. They don't find Jason's body. That's right. So they bury an empty coffin. Yeah. And then we see two, we see parents who we later find out are Betty's parents. And they say, um, if Jason Doyle is dead, I hope he suffered. Yeah. Which is like pretty freaking dark as for 17 year old we talk about 17 year old who's dead again twin peaks all the way absolutely twin peaks okay so that happened okay i missed i missed that point and then jughead makes the comment about a new mystery coming to town and that's when the car comes up car drives up black hair and if if you know anything about archie comics it's veronica lodge Mm -hmm. though this time she's accompanied by her mother hermione 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 i can't say that word. I'm a bad Harry Potter fan. I can't can't say it. In the comics, we never see her mom. Right. Well, maybe you do, but any of the comics that I read as a kid, it was always, she was with her dad, her mom was out of the picture. Interesting. So, uh, all we can, all we know right now is her mom mentions that there's only one piece of property left in her name only. Mm -hmm. Her dad is out of the picture completely. Mm -hmm. And... So that's why they're in Riverdale. They're in Riverdale because it's the only place that uh, her mom could go. And so she just got out of New York socialite circles to be in Riverdale. Mm -hmm. Which I guess we assume is an upstate New York. I don't know. They don't say... It could be Connecticut, maybe. It could be Connecticut. I mean, Riverdale could be... It's a northeastern state, for sure. Huh. We'd have to look at that. But even then, I mean, the whole point of Riverdale, it doesn't matter where it is, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's any town USA is the point. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, going to the Twin Peaks comparison, because I'll come back to this a lot with the characters. Oh, yeah. But um, the one thing I do notice is that the location of Riverdale isn't nearly as important as it is in Twin Peaks. Twin Mm -hmm. Peaks is, the, the upper northwest is so central to how that show works. Yeah. And and the mystical nature of what's going on there. Um, and I haven't seen the new seasons, but I know, I, I do believe there's some of that involved too. Hmm. That the mysticism gets really deep into that storyline. That's cool. So, um, <clears throat> this on the other hand is, it really does feel like that Anytown USA type thing. Yeah. We don't know where exactly they are. Um, but, you know, the, they walk in, Smithers, the, the bellhop, greets them. He's the the, the butler. The butler. And he... Straight out of the comics. Yep. Yep, that's straight out of the comics. Love it. And, uh, and her her mom mentions... Uh, uh, Smithers offers to get... The, do you want me to get you some takeout menus so you can order in? And she says no. 
I've been craving a, a burger from Pop, uh, Pop Tate's Chocolate Shop. And Veronica offers the line, what's a chocolate shop and why does it serve burgers? Yeah. And also, I just, because I love it, chocolate is spelled C-H-O-C-K-O-I-T. Yep. It's a diner. It, it's in the comics and it's cute. You're, you're going to be our resident Archie Comics reference guide because... Okay, and note about the comics stuff. I read those growing up like they were at it was but I stuck to Betty and Veronica comics and I I mean and they I, were like a dollar 95 we got them at the grocery store it was one of those things that my mom it's my mom I could either buy candy or I could buy that and my mom would always say no to candy but she would say yes to the Betty and Veronica and I read Archie stuff too but like not not to where I knew all the characters and, and involvement oh, yeah. I like I said when we when we started looking at it, I was like I know Archie Jughead Betty and, and Veronica. Veronica. And I kind of know some of the other characters. Yeah. But it's just like, I, I knew the main ones. I wasn't deeply involved with all the other the characters and the ins and outs of what was going on. So you are going to be our, our guide through this. Okay, I only know, like, from what I read from the mid-90s. So that's all we got. That's fair. So I just want to clear that up. I'm not, like, a huge aficionado. I don't know. No, but, I, but you I know, know more very than little, I. Yeah, I, I do know more than You me. know more than me. Okay. Um, so anyway, that after that line, we cut straight to Betty. Betty, blonde chick, literally the girl next door. Yes. Because Archie lives next door. She's getting ready. She's in But her. in a way, like, perfect casting. It wasn't the girl next door that you normally see on these shows yeah. where holy crud, she's a bombshell and she lives next door. She's beautiful. She's Yes, she's absolutely gorgeous, and she is very much the girl next door. Yeah. Um, and with her is a newer character. Is Kevin Keller, who is her gay best friend. And this is one I had to, I had to look up. Um, I had heard of Kevin Keller, but I wasn't completely sure if he was gay in the comic books and he was he was introduced earlier in 2010 this is not when i was reading it i looked this up um and he was specifically introduced as a gay character so he's the gay best friend and he is hilarious i, I wrote it later on kevin keller is our spirit guide through this whole thing i adore him those two are talking and so he looks out the window and he sees archie because of course betty literally is the girl next door she well, lives next door to archie so let's 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 before we get there we should okay. say <clears throat> they're having a conversation and they're talking about oh yeah betty kevin's just being like you need to tell archie that you love him you need to tell archie that you love oh, him yeah. and you need to ask him out and betty did you put the line down that he said for that oh yeah he because betty's just betty like, says i'm like well if he had those feelings why wouldn't he have said something and kevin says betty archie's swell <laughs> He's a millennial guy. But he's a straight white millennial, millennial guy. guy. And he, he can't say those things to you. <laughs> so then he looks out the window and sees Archie getting dressed. And he goes, oh my God, Archie got hot. And he's <laughs> not wrong. He's not. He's a good looking man. Because <laughs> he, he's an adult. <laughs> They're all adults. I know. Teenager, of course. Which is great. So Betty comes, looks at the window and is like, oh my God. And Kevin Keller's like, he's got abs. Six more reasons to take that ginger bull by the horn. There are so many ginger jokes. They're great. I'm keeping a list because <laughs> they they're. We've they're... got we've got pony puns with the pony cast. We have ginger jokes for Riverdale. Yes, ginger jokes. All right. So our Archie's a Archie's um very very attractive and cut. He's he's very attractive. Yes. Um, but he won't talk, and uh, Betty's Betty's having issues. So. Cut to, we get to the chocolate shop, and mm -hmm. Betty and Archie are having having a burger. And they're talking about their summers. And so, um, <clears throat> Betty was uh, interning with Toni Morrison, which is an eye-roll moment if I ever heard one. Of course, everybody wants to name drop some random author, and they came up with Toni Morrison. <laughs> yeah, that's her idol, apparently. Because Betty's just, you know the most perfect girl in the entire world. So, of course, it's going to be, you know, Toni Morrison or some random poet like that. Mm -hmm. Not a literary agent or somebody you'd actually do an internship with. 
Did she say that she was interning for Tony Marshall? But she met her for sure. I don't know. She met her. Whatever. And, and had was, a conversation. She had a her. conversation, and Betty and she told and Tony Morrison told Betty that uh, don't rush. It all goes so fast. Any everything can change in a summer. Uh huh. Massive eye roll. Sure. Archie, however, was working for his dad at the construction company, and uh, was bored. But he's he's found a passion. <laughs> He, yes, he started writing songs. He was writing poems, and then he realized that the poems were lyrics, and so he had to have. He wants. He wants to make music because it's going to break him through everything. Barf. I know. It's 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 pretty crazy. So he. So Betty asks him, "Hey, are you are you going to ask Miss Grundy, the music teacher, to help you?" And he says. I don't know, maybe. And then she asked him about football, because he plays football, of course. And he's like, I, I, I don't know. And Betty's, you know, hemming and hawing, and then is about to ask him out, and then in walks Veronica. Yeah. Cue music. Cue music, slow-mo, mouth drop, which the girl playing Veronica is... I'm just gonna say it is less attractive than the girl playing Betty. <laughs> she just is. I don't think she's a very good actress. Well, but I also think it's a it's a it's, but it's an... also she's brand new. I never see that's what the whole thing is. I've never seen this girl before. She's different. It's also a neat tie into the comics because it if if this is a spoiler for anyone on Archie comics and I don't know how it could be, uh, but Archie does marry Veronica. That did happen. I thought they did two issues where he married... No, I, I believe there was a choice, and when it came out, he chose Veronica, not Betty. Interesting. And Whatever, I don't care. And so, I, I think that may, have, that may have precipitated a nod for what they were doing, and be like, this is an interesting thing to play with. Regardless, it's going to be a love triangle, no matter what they do. Yeah, that's the whole point. And uh, Veronica drops the line, which I, I thought was good at first, but I'll, I'll get to my problems with this but the line uh are you familiar with the works of truman capote i'm breakfast at tiffany's but this place is totally in cold blood <laughs> yeah she's trying way too hard to be interesting no it's not that she's trying too hard it's that the writers are trying way too hard to reference drop with mm -hmm. her character and it's not good that this is i mean i, I feel like it's, it's a common trope in some teen shows it's like they're trying to say that because she's from New York, she's very, she's cultured. Exactly. And she's uber smart. And that's that's dumb. That there's no point in in having to but reference that the whole time. Since this show is set in today's world, that's ridiculous. It really is. Because that doesn't matter. Okay, so she makes that snotty-ish comment. And, and uh, which turns out Betty's going to be giving Veronica her tour at the school because she's the she's student liaison person. Yeah. And the moment is gone for Betty. Yeah. Archie's like, hey, what did you want to talk to me about? And he's, she's like, oh, nothing. So anyway, uh, Archie, cut to, this, this show moves so fast, guys. Like, this is the first five minutes of the show. Oh, yeah. So like, it, and it eases up after we get past this first segment, but by golly, they moved it, way like, fast. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. So um, Archie's headed to school, and his dad is down, and who's his dad played by? Luke Perry! Of course. Because it's a teen drama. Dylan himself from 90210. <laughs> totally had a crush on him in the 90s because you could not. You could not torture tortured Dylan but you, you know he's kind of the perfect dad uh, character now he, he, he has is. the perfect dad look he does I'm, and he's really he's just really good casting one because of that nostalgia feel but also just it, it's ugh, right I, lo I love it um so he's asking you know um hey are you gonna help out with work after after school he's like I want you to come into the office because Archie was working like with the construction crew the whole summer, and he's like, "I want you to come to the office and work with me, so that you can get away from the crew and really start, you know, getting in the business." And Archie's like, "Well, I, I actually have football tryouts," and his dad looks like slightly disappointed. And Archie's like, "If, okay? if that's okay," and his dad goes, "Yeah, it's it's okay." And so we don't know what that's about, but he, something's something's off with his dad, and it's. It's just their, strange. Their relation, they're not communicating well. No. Clearly. And it's dads and sons. That's always normal. 
But we found their dog's name is Vegas, which I think is cute. Okay. And then we get to uh, Betty's mom. Betty's getting ready for school. And did I catch this right? Is her name Alice? I think so, yeah. Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah. Just, just throwing that one out there. I think it's Alice. Anyway. Um, so her mom's talking to her about grades and how she needs to keep her grades up and pay attention in school. And maintaining decent character, not like her sister Polly. So which this is where we find out, apparently, Betty's older sister Polly dated Jason Blossom. Right. The guy who's dead. And her mom believes that Jason ruined her. Yeah. And we'll get there, but... So at this it, moment, this, is this made me think, this made, because we don't see Polly, and this moment I instantly thought Polly got pregnant and got sent away. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah. It's, so an what, easy, it's an easy first place to go. Or with today's, with today's type stuff, maybe a sexual assault. Maybe. Maybe something bad. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and so, you know. Betty's just there. It's like, I'm not her. I mean, it's, it's really that kind of conversation. Like, and her mom's like, well, you missed curfew by seven minutes. Yeah. And then her mom says, I refilled your Adderall prescription. Well, first, she, I mean, she goes, she's like, I love you. And I want you to be smart and focused. And as she says focused, you hear a rattle. And in her hand, she's put this bottle. And like you say, she said, I refilled your Adderall for you because you seem not to have done it yourself. Which clearly, you can just see, Betty is prob- had some issues previously, so that's how she probably got the Adderall prescription, and she's probably wanting to like ease off of that. Well, and Mom is like, you need to be perfect. Mom, Mom wants her to be perfect, and Betty is, you know, just wants to have a normal life. This, this along with the opening narration, feels very Desperate Housewives. Huh. Only it's about the children instead of the, the wives. Yeah. The I mean, it's just there's there's a lot of pressure on Betty, which makes sense. She's yeah. Really what they're doing is they're inverting every single trope from the Archie comics. That's what they're doing. Because Betty is the all-American girl, mm-hmm. and they're trying to say there's a whole bunch of pressure that comes with that. Yeah. To be the perfect all-American girl, you're also pressured to be in it for everyone. Yeah. So... Um, Cut next to Archie is walking through the halls of uh, Riverdale High, and he's reading his song lyrics, and up approaches... Reggie and Moose. Yes. Or who are his his football buddies. And Reggie just comes up, grabs us, like, dude, you are ready for football. Yeah, he's, because Archie's gotten really ripped over the summer, he assumes he's taking some... Maybe he's taking testosterone or... And Archie's just like, I was working construction the whole summer. Yeah, it's like, that's what this is. And, uh... And and Reggie is a tool. Yes. He's a complete tool. In the comics, I always saw him as Veronica's counterpart. Yeah. She's just a straight-up bitch. That's that's exactly how it was. Yeah. That's how it was always... That was the counterpart. And Moose was kind of, um... Like Patrick the Starfish. Yeah, Moose was just a dumb jock. Yeah. But, but like sweet, sweet not, guy. Not dumb, but no. just um. It sounds rude, but he's just a simple guy. He yeah. plays football. He's really nice, just big and beefy. That's what I call him, Moose. Yep. And so they make some comments about what did you you were working on houses? And he's like, yeah. He's like, did you tap some cougar ass? Cougar ass, and you know, Archie rolls his eyes like you guys are reading too much from your wank bank. It's very funny. <laughs> Which yeah. Which I, I'm sorry. Turn a spank bank. <laughs> Not wank bank. But somehow, I bet the censors were like, you can't say spank bank. I swear that... I bet you, I bet you that... To um, be in that room. That would have been funny. That, I wanted, I wanted that to be confirmed as a note. Anyway. Uh, so we get past that. Archie's off to class. And now Betty and Veronica are taking a tour of the high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin Keller joins them. Out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Veronica is super excited to see the gay best friend. <laughs> yes. She was, she was glad that, that was, you know, a thing in Riverdale. And Kevin Keller, you know, explains, yeah, there's not much to do around here. Yeah. Except thank God for HBO on Sunday night. Yep. 
There's a gay bar called Innuendo. That's pretty awesome. It's a pretty pretty good line from him. That's he he his lines are the best. And uh, and then Veronica references herself as uh, as Blue Jet. Well, first, so we we find out um, that everybody knows about Veronica's dad because Kevin Keller just outright asks. Mm-hmm. Who is on trial for fraud and embezzlement? Yes. And um, and Veronica just says, "Well, I stand by my dad." Which is nice. But it's like, everybody knows? So great. So I'm Blue Jasmine. So I had to go look that up. That's a reference to the Woody Allen movie, which is about a wealthy New York socialite moving to San Francisco. Yeah, I knew it was a Woody Allen movie. I knew it was about socialite, but I didn't know anything. And I was just like, really? Why? Why are we digging this deep for references? This is when I started to be over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody knows about her dad and that past, and so that's a problem. And then next, we meet... We meet Josie and the Pussycats. So Josie and the Pussycats are... They're the high school band. Yeah, well, I mean... It, there was there was a whole movie about Josie and the Pussycats starring Rachel, uh, Rachel E. Cook. That I don't think anybody actually... I totally saw that movie in the theater. Wow. I was all about it. There's some cute songs in it. Of course. It has Rosario Dawson, too. And Josie and the Pussycats, you know, they were, they were their own separate cartoon for a while they had an album i believe they were kind of the counterpoint to the archies which is archie's band and this time (laughs) and this time it's it's slightly twisted um it's not so much twisted as josie is super intense and full of herself well they're they're all about the band they're all about josie and the pussy they're all about their brand They're, they're building a brand it's about female empowerment they have their hair. They're wearing um, their ears, cat ears, and they have their hair um, kind of styled like it's around. Ears, it, it's around it's styled ears. to be it's, the which the, is super for their cute. Ears. But like they make this big point about it, like it's not polite to stare at them, and it's just I know, like oh, well, and it was like it's not polite to stare at our ears. It's just like were you trying to make a don't stare at my breasts joke because that's just not good. And sh- and Archie has come to her to be like, hey, I want to talk to you about my songs. He's trying to get some advice and some help. With he the wants help music, with his music. With his music. So, of course, he's going to go to somebody who they won the River Round County, County. Band, Battle of Bands. So, of course, that's who he's going to go to. But she's just like hard pass, and she calls him Justin Ginger Lake. Which, that's <laughs> add, add, that. add that to the list. It's great. Uh, she's super, like, it was unnecessary. Yeah. So, huh, we cut back to the tour, and, um... Veronica asks about, oh, ooh, who's that redhead ang- uh, Angle Ezel- Ezel- Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort. I, too many, too many vowels. In and, you know, they're talking about Archie, and, um, so she asks, uh, is any, it's like, are you, are, are Betty and Archie dating? And Kevin Keller's like, they're not dating, but they are endgame. <laughs> yeah. Which is... The perfect line to to say it's that. Appropriate, like okay, they're not together now, but that's just how it's gonna end. Like that's how they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Shut up. I know. Which um, okay, let's be clear. We have not watched any more episodes of Riverdale. No, I have not looked up anything. We have no spoilers that we are aware of of this show. I'm going off. I'm going off pure knowledge of things that I've read about the comics somewhere totally in, in news stories. And so no, if if I manage to randomly predict something here. I get total credit later on because we have no idea. I am queen of looking up spoilers, and I'm not going to do it for the show. Absolutely not. Because I don't. I want. I want to enjoy experiencing this show. Bye. And hopefully you will too. Yeah. Um. So we cut to I think lunch at that point, right? Uh no. Now we go to the assembly. Where Cheryl Blossom. Oh, that's right. Well, they're they're saying they're saying you know are we going to have the semi formal dance and Kevin Keller says well I don't know they're going to tell us at the assembly and then oh, yeah, yeah and, then and we now we're here at Cheryl. Cheryl Blossom, who's dressed like she's some widow. <laughs> she's a fucking twin. What the hell? Like the way she talks about her brother, it's as if she lost her lover, which again is very Twin Peaks. I, mm. Yeah, it is. So she says, we're not going to cancel the performance. And she gets super excited. And she says, we're going to use it as an opportunity to honor Jason's memory. And during all of this, uh, Archie is staring at a teacher, Miss mm-hmm. Grundy. We have a lovely little flashback to the summer. 
She's driving down a road with heart-shaped sunglasses. What are you doing walking around in this heat? And he says building character, which is kind of funny. The building character? <laughs> She's she like, asks, do you want to ride? And we cut to... They, they're, they're looking at each other again, and then we cut to sex in a Volkswagen. While it's raining. In a parking lot. Yeah. This is total Dawson's Creek. <laughs> total Dawson's Creek. Also, never saw Dawson's Creek. This guy. I was so obsessed with Dawson's Creek those first two seasons. Oh, yeah. I, 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 but I was not into Dawson at all. I was all about Pacey. I was all about Pacey. And, and of course, right after that sex in Volkswagen, we cut to Riverdale title screen. 13 minutes in. They're only 13 minutes into the episode yeah, at this point. There's a lot. It's going to be a long one, guys, so buckle in. But, um, you, the, so you also have to remind people of, Miss Grundy. Okay, so in the show, Miss Grundy is fucking hot. Yeah. And she's said, made to look like a hot lady who's trying to look not hot. Miss Grundy in the comics... Is an old slender woman. With white hair. With super white hair, and she's kind of crotchety. Like, she loves her students, but she's she doesn't suffer full. She's striped. That's Miss Grundy in the and comics. And her name is Grundy. Geraldine right yeah (laughs) which when i saw that i instantly started laughing so hard (laughs) i was like she's an oh i love i'm fine with the change but it's funny and then and so okay we get back we get back from the break Mm -hmm. and archie is following miss grundy up the stairs he's asking for and then actually says her first name geraldine which i'm like really yeah to get her attention He's he's supposed to be what sixteen? He's a sophomore. Oh, he's yeah. That'd be fifteen, sixteen. Fifteen, sixteen years old. Yeah. And he's had a relationship with his teacher. He's a, he's had sex with his teacher. Mm-hmm. And now calls her by her first name. Yep. You know, I think when you have sex with somebody, you get to call them by their first name. I mean, maybe. I think that's fair. <laughs> I I. Yeah. I read one of the IMDb reviews and somebody was very, very upset that they didn't just call it statutory rape. Which is just hilarious. I mean... It is statutory rape. It is. Let's not minimize what... There's a real problem with this whole storyline. There is, but... It's also very Dawson's Creek. Nobody cares when when the male is the younger one. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's... That... That's but, hey, interesting. Hey, hey, this is, it's part of the spank bank. Hot for teacher. Yeah. That's that's what this whole storyline is. I know. It's still wrong. It's very wrong. But it's also a little hot. <laughs> well, it, it, you're right. You can't you can't be wrong there. Um, anyway, so he wants to talk music, and she says, set up, a, set up a time during my normal office hours. Because she doesn't want to talk to him. Yeah, she doesn't want him to try to restart anything. Nope. So, now we have, uh, Now we cut to, um... Oh, that's right. She's dad. Yeah. We're at his office, and Veronica's mom is there asking for a job. Uh, yes. Doing the books. And he tells her, I really can't have the wife of a man who's being investigated for fraud and embezzlement doing my books. That's when we find out what he actually did and what he's being investigated yeah. for. And, you know, she's, she's like, but I, I just, I need help. And he's like, but I got clients. Like, I can't, he's like, I, I it's if not it, just up to me. Yeah, if it was up to me, I would. But it would but kill I, my business. I, but I can't. And before that, they talk about, they're both separated. They're both, so he's separated from his wife, Mary, who lives in Chicago now. Um, which, I don't remember any of that type she's of She's listed in the comics. Oh, I'm sure she is, but... I oh, well, no, I don't think they split up. That's, I don't recall it. I don't... I think that's also so they didn't have Archie's to cast another parent. Being a big deal in the comics. But they mention that um, they briefly dated and that she picked the rich kid over him. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. We're going to find out more about that later, I'm Of sure. course we are. Um, so that's that. That's pretty simple scene and then we cut to lunch yeah now we get to lunch and archie's playing his songs and of course it's you know a decent guy with guitar folk pop thing 
Yeah. And everybody thinks it's amazing. And Betty is like swooning. Of course. And, and then... Veronica walks up. She's like, hey, can I have lunch with you guys? She walks out and there is this there is this moment where she takes a breath and then walks over and you're like, huh, she's not totally I mean, you can they, they do a good job of showing she's not comfortable in this place. She does she's trying to see if she's gonna be invited anywhere and then she just sits down with Betty and Kevin and Archie. Because that's who she's that's, that's who she does, to. and that's fair. Um, and Archie instantly turns off the music. He does not want to talk about this around Veronica at all. Yeah. He's a little embarrassed, which is okay. And, um, you know, they, they ask Veronica, well, how's it going? And she's like, you know, I just, I thought it would have been, and Keller butts in and goes, that you would have been the center of attention. Yeah. And And that's when I wrote, he is our spirit guide. He's great. He's going to guide us through this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, he... He's great. He he cuts through any subtext. And uh, and he goes, any other year, you would be number one. But it's all Cheryl. It's all about year. Cheryl. She's trying to get best supporting sibling of Red Widow. He, he has some big, long title for her. And she keeps, I mean, they keep talking Blue Jasmine. She keeps making, dropping other references. And I'm just like, okay, I can't, I can't keep up with you. Your references are way too much. They're too much and they're really not applicable in a lot of ways. And, um, and then Archie's like, okay, well, I, you know, I gotta go to Miss Grundy to talk music, and then, um, I've got football practice. And Veronica's like, you play football too? What don't you do? I was like, good comic fun. Yeah. Because Archie was the guy who did literally everything. Yeah, so Cheryl comes and sits down and starts talking about cheerleading And before that, they're warning, they're looking at Veronica and be like, do not, don't you dare talk about Archie or the dance or anything. With Cheryl, as Cheryl's sitting down, um, and Cheryl's encouraging Veronica to try out for cheerleading. Yep. And Kevin says, "Is cheerleading still a thing?" And Cheryl, without missing a beat, says, "Is gay best friend still a thing?" It's so great. <sighs> I I want to I want more of those two talking. And Keller like looks off to the side, pretty angry because he's like. Ugh. He didn't have anything. And also, and also recognition of, gosh, he's a bitch. Yes. And, and I, and I know that's a harsh word, especially coming from a guy about a woman, but she is. Oh, she's, she's a huge bitch. There's, there's no two ways about it. Uh, Cheryl asks Veronica if she wants to try out. She says, sure. And Veronica says, sure, me and Betty will. And Cheryl looks at Betty and says like, you know, but I, I just don't know. You have so much on her plate. And she's literally looking at her plate, which is she's making a comment about her food. Yeah. Without saying it, that's what she's doing. And then she leaves. And uh, Betty mentions that um, later on. Well, okay, so... Was that was that after they, Archie okay. and Grundy? When yeah. When they talk about that? Okay, so yeah, anyway, so, well, Cheryl, Cheryl walks away and it's just like... What a gross human. Yes. Somewhere someone makes a reference to Archie referring to him as Hipster Prince Harry. So that's on there too. (laughs) And then Kevin is talking about Betty didn't... Betty has already tried out to be a cheerleader, but Cheryl called her too fat. Kevin says, yeah, she made a comment about her being a little too season five Betty Draper, which was a great line, but it was still mean. Uh, That's Kevin's actual line in the show. Those of you who are not Mad Men fans, Betty Draper, played by January Jones, the hot blonde, in season five, the actress was pregnant, and so they made the character of Betty, who was very into her looks, gain a ton of weight. Yes. So she's extremely overweight in season five. And so that is a really good line. And uh, it's interesting, too, because Betty Cooper and Betty Draper, there's there's... Betty Draper was a lot more jaded, but there are some similarities with those characters. Like, Betty Cooper is what an idealistic Draper would have been in some That's ways. And, yeah. and more vocal about wanting something different for her life. Mm-hmm. So there, there's some weird similarities with those characters. Yeah, so that scene ends with Veronica saying, Betty, I'm going to teach you my moves and we're going to try out. And Betty's yep. like, okay. And uh, now Archie is meeting with Miss Grundy, yes. and they're listening to music, and there's the sexual tension is thick in the room, 
and Archie, but Archie's Archie's very clear. He's just like, look, I, I, you went to Juilliard. I need help. I just need some. You're the only person here who can help me. Because nobody wants to listen to it. Nobody wants to help me. Nobody doing music can actually tell me. And she's not having it. Mm -mm. She is too afraid of what went down. And um, Archie. Archie's just like, I swear, it's about the music. And she she's not buying it. And he said, and what happened? And so they're talking. And really, you don't need to know what they're talking about. You see the cutscenes. They're out having a picnic on what's supposed to be the 4th of July at 6 a.m. And... They hear a gunshot. Yes. Now remember, 4th of July is when Jason went missing. And they're out at the same at the same place same lake and they hear a gunshot and you know miss grundy's just trying to play the denial card it was fireworks from somebody local and archie's like no and at 6 a.m who would have been doing fireworks and miss grundy's just like yeah you're right we didn't say anything we made a choice because how would we explain why we were up there together we we made a choice and we have to live with it now and what we can see is archie can't live with it Archie's still haunted. He's and he's struggling he with it. Yeah, he doesn't know what happened. And the music the music's a cheap explanation, but the music is him getting over all of that trauma. Yes. That's really what it boils down supposed to. Supposed to be. Which is sort of dumb, but you know, when you're when you're playing archetype characters, at least that's a good way to explain like he's got some PTSD from what happened here. And we don't know exactly what they saw or what happened. But he's pretty wrapped with it. Because we'll see that in, an, in, a, in a coming scene. So anyway, we have cheerleading tryouts. Ugh. I mean, do you even want to talk about it? We can skip this part. I, I mean, it happened. There's the good moment at the end. Uh, Betty and Veronica try out. And Cheryl says, where's the heat? Where's the sizzle? Because she thinks they're lame. So Veronica kisses Betty. Real hard, dumb. Really lame. And, okay. and and literally, it's to set up a joke. It's it is to set up a joke, and I do like the joke. And Cheryl literally looks at me like, seriously, fake lesbian kissing hasn't been taboo since nineteen ninety four. But here's here's why I think the joke is bad. Because why? That joke is not that great. If the joke's not that great. And why in the hell did we have to have a lesbian scene? Although I will preface this with: we haven't seen the rest of the series. We don't know what happens between those two. If it's to set up something, some chemistry between Betty and Veronica, then it's different. But if it's literally just this one time to set up a joke, that's bad writing. It's a bad joke, but I do like how they were called out for it. Like, yes. This is pathetic. Um, and then we do get some key information because Cheryl starts grilling she, Betty. She, this is the interview portion. She starts grilling Betty. Uh, she goes, Veronica, has Betty told you about her sister Polly? We find out Polly and Jason dated. Mm-hmm. Polly is now in a group home. Because she had a nervous breakdown. She basically had a nervous breakdown. And Cheryl tries to bait Betty into yelling at her to say that it's all Jason's fault. And Betty is just tr- is clenching her fist so much that she, her palms are bleeding from her nails. And she and she starts and Cheryl goes, finally. Because Cheryl, Cheryl just wants to start shit. And is just going to say it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fine, read me out, because I'll play you in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And Betty then just apologizes for what her family's going through. For her, yeah. After we see her palms dug in with nails and bleeding. Yeah. And it was like, something very serious went down. Yes. We don't know what it is. And that's going to be part of this mystery. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Veronica is in, but Betty is not. Because clearly Cheryl's holding a grudge. And Veronica kind of yells at her and says, I know exactly who you are. You just deal with terror and And this is this is where I got really pissed off at the writing for her. This it, is the most high school monologue I've seen. It's awful. My problem wasn't so much with the words, which are a little cheesy. Again, it's high school show. My problem is that actress didn't have an ounce of attitude to play it off. None. None. And this is where I start to go, I've got real concerns about Veronica's character. 
not her character. I have a problem with the actress. I was like, do better by this. This character it is rich. It should have been way more intense and way more catty and way more with that fuck you attitude. And, and, didn't have and it. I didn't have any. And I, you know, I just put do better by her. Veronica is key to this whole story. And Ver- I mean, if we're if we're equating to Twin Peaks, this is the Audrey Horn. This is the kind of kind of bad girl, but who's gonna get to the bottom of shit? Mm-hmm. Like Veronica is no nonsense and is gonna fight for who she cares about. Mm-hmm. And you know they they play these other good moments, but it's moments like this that I'm really worried they're gonna ruin that. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, we gotta keep moving. Football, Archie. Uh, the coach offers him a varsity jersey. It's Jason's number. Um, usually sophomores don't get to be... They're all sophomores. Uh, sophomores don't get to play JV, but there's an opening. And Archie starts... He's like, well, that's more practice time. And, and I have to go be with my dad. I have to work with my dad, so let me think about it. And the coach says, fine, sleep on it. Yeah. And, uh, and then we see Betty gets into the squad. Betty and Veronica are in their uniforms. They're walking along. And um, Veronica explains, you know, she, I used to be Cheryl. I used to be the the girl who called everybody out, and um, it was bad. And, and I'm hoping I can be a better version of myself. Yep. Which is boring. And then Betty explains that the relationship between Polly and Jason was, got really weird and, and to- intense and, and, and toxic. toxic. And that it meant more to Polly than it did to Jason. Which is bad. And Jason heard her. He said, but her mom... Is what pushed... Is what broke her. Exactly. Um, and her mom started yelling and screaming Telling at her, her that Polly wasn't her daughter anymore. So, it, so Betty blames her mom for whatever has happened to Polly. Exactly. Which is interesting and not at all surprising because her mom is a bitch. Well, her mom might have other issues besides that. Yeah. And... Um, the girls are walking along, and they and Veronica goes, "Hey, Teen Outlander," referencing Archie, to call him over, and she tells Betty, "Okay, now's your chance. You have to ask him to dance." This and and Betty asks him and Veronica, so they could all go together, which is lame, and I also call bullshit on. No girl would ever do that. So anyway, Betty Betty's at home. She's cut loose. This is the first time we've seen Betty just like dancing in her room, singing a song. I really love that song. And her mom comes into the room and is absolutely livid. She sees that cheerleading outfit and is like, absolutely not. And just equates it to Cheryl immediately. Oh, Cheryl blossoms river vixens. And Betty stands up to her mom and is just like, everything I do is to be perfect. I have to do the perfect grades for you. I have to be the perfect friend. I have to be the perfect daughter. Um... Uh, let me do cheerleading for me. And we see she's in a pressure cooker. To her credit, to their credit, they don't, you know, have the mom slap her across the face moment yet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it might come, but they're letting that slow build, which is good. Or it could be that, you know, we find out that her mom has real reservations, but she's hurt more well, than anything. And well, that's why she's not going after her. Well, here's the thing. During that conversation, uh... So Betty's trying to leave and she's like, I have to go, Mom. I have to buy a dress. I'm going to dance tonight with Archie and Veronica Lodge. And her mom says, Hermione Lodge's daughter? Oh, she's like, Cheryl Blossom and Veronica Lodge? Those girls don't like girls like you and me. Yeah. And and then it kind of trails off. And that is a fucking red flag. Her mom is totally a girl like Cheryl Blossom. And her mom is trying to reinvent herself. And that's why she's got her claws out. I yeah. guarantee you. Well, well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. So, something's up. We don't know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hermione comes back to her place. Yes, Nothing we, doing. We, we, cut, we cut to Hermione. She asks her. She asks Smithers, you know, can you go get me something? Because nobody else in this town will. And there's a bag on the desk. And uh, she says, what's that? And Smithers goes, oh, well, you know, somebody picked up that bag that you left in the car. She's like, I didn't leave a bag in the car. She goes, she opens it up. There's a giant, there's giant stacks of bills. And she goes, oh, Hiram, what did you do? By bills, he means cash. Yes. Um, Then we cut to... Archie and his dad. So Archie's out there playing his guitar, singing his songs. Oh, God. And uh, (laughs) his dad's like, so... um, you told the coach that you couldn't do varsity football because of your job. 
And he told me that you couldn't do your job because of varsity football. So who are you lying to? So who are you lying to? And Archie is just like, I, I'm doing both. I want to play music. I don't want the I, company. I don't want to work for you. And, his, and, 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 his, and his dad's like, I don't understand why. And he's like, it's the summer. It's been three months and everything's changed. And his, that, his, his dad makes what I think is, like, an actually great parenting moment. Well, yes, but hold on. There, Sorry. His dad's reasoning for football is, you know, football leads to college, which leads to business school, which leads you back to the company so you can run my company. Right. And Archie does not want that. He wants to do music. So yeah. So that's, that's dad's stake in all of this. Right. And then he gives, he's, he has a really great moment, and he does say, he's like, let me give you a little advice, man to man. You're starting to make decisions that have consequences. Mm -hmm. And whatever you choose to do, you need to be confident enough so in what you decide to do that you're not ashamed. You don't have to lie about it. He's like, I don't care if you play football. You don't have to work for me. And it was like, oh, that's like... I, I It could have gone in a bad direction, but they pl did that perfectly. They really did. Well, it was one of those moments It was where it would typically come off super cheesy and there'd be that... 90210 dad music. And Luke crap. Perry played it perfect. He did. He was angry and annoyed at his son. Because his son straight up lied to him and has changed the plans that his dad thought were in place. But his is like, don't lie to me. Yeah. Because that's to me. ultimately the problem, is you lied to me. So now we go to the dance. Archie's got a bow tie. Because of course Archie has it's a bow so tie. It's so cute. And uh, he goes over to Grundy and he's like, Here's the deal. I'm not going to tell anyone what happened, but I have to have help. And you're the only person. So what are we going to do? And she says, I'll set up an independent study Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the morning. You meet with me. We'll work on your songs. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And while that's going on, Kevin Keller comes up to Betty and says, guess who just propositioned me in the bathroom? A guy named Moose, where I would call his appendage something more horse-like. That's right, guys. Moose is gay. We don't know that, but well, Moose is interesting in having some adult time with Kevin Keller. Moose likes Kevin Keller. Yes. And after that, then that's when the Archie thing happens. And then we see Moose and Reggie spiking the punch. And while that's going on, Kevin, Kevin Keller is being dragged onto the dance floor. And he just by makes, Betty, but and makes... he makes eyeballs at Moose and Moose just stops laughing. It's... It's a, it's a great, it's a lovely moment. It's just, it's really funny because of the comics. It's not, it's mm -hmm. not a judgment. Moose, Moose being gay or curious or whatever, totally cool. Not a problem. Mm -hmm. It's just funny because of what we know from the squeaky clean Archie comics. Yeah. So then Archie is dancing with Betty and he explains, okay, I figured it out. I'm going to do music in the morning with Miss Grumdy. I'm going to do football in the afternoon, and then I'm going to um, do, um, I'm going to work for my dad on the weekend. As they're dancing to Josie and the Pussycats covering what Cheryl says the song was the song that she and her brother were conceived to. Which is, ew. But it's not a well-known song. That's so gross. It is, it is super gross. I was like, what? There's some weird lines in here. Yeah, so while they're dancing, Betty starts talking, you know, I've been thinking about us, and I kind of see us as... A power couple, or or maybe just a couple. And Archie just Arch distances immediately. Yeah, Archie's. Oh, it's he's he's very sad at that point. And then we cut to Cheryl Blossom. She's like, I want all of them at my after she's, party. Tells she tells her little goon sidekick girls, make sure those two lovebirds are at my after party. I'm in the mood for chaos. Yep. And so now we're at the after party. Yeah. Uh, Quick shot of the Shea Blossom, which is Blossom household. Okay, what that great. means it's super huge. So they're clearly the rich people in town. And seven minutes in heaven. Yep, seven minutes in heaven. So uh, this uh, Cheryl says it's going to be Archie first, and oh good gosh, everybody's talking around, and they spin the bottle. And before we get there, I have to say Reggie. Seems really in to Archie's sex life. He's like Stifler from American Pie. He's really into sex. For everybody. For everybody. He wants everybody. It's like he's like, I just found this cool new thing. Everybody should be doing it. <laughs> that's, 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 that's his, uh, 
That's his attitude. Okay. And that's what comes off. It would not shock me at all if he was a virgin. Well, in any case. Like, it's definitely some overcompensation going on there. But the bottle spins, and who does it land on? It actually lands in between Veronica and Betty. And... But Cheryl says, oh, looks like it's on the new girl. So it's Veronica. And Veronica and Archie go into the closet. Oh, with the ginger stallion, because that's what she calls. That's what Cheryl... Another one? Yeah, Cheryl, that's what Cheryl calls Archie. And do we need to even talk about this conversation? Like, she well, missed, okay, does Veronica, she miss New York? Veronica refers to Cheryl as the Antichrist, which yeah. Archie agrees. And then they they play this back and forth question game, which ultimately just leads... Veronica's wanting to find out what the deal is with him with Betty. And he's like, you know, I've never felt that before. I, I felt it this summer. He asks her if, you know, he felt those feelings if she felt those feelings and she goes maybe once and then they kiss yeah that's that's just the how it is and when they come out of the closet uh betty's gone she's just disappeared yeah and archie is like okay we gotta go find her and veronica is freaking out and is like the last thing she wants is to see us together that was a bad idea we screwed up which is the appropriate appropriate Girl Veronica gets it. I mean, she she gets that. Look, we we went in there, and you and her are clearly close. Mm-hmm. Th- so this isn't okay. We need to go home. Yeah. So Veronica Veronica goes home. Right. She sees her mom. Um, her mom. You know, it's it's a really short scene, and it's just kind of, Veronica's sad. Yeah. Because she knows she screwed up. Uh, Archie, she doesn't want to be that girl. No, she doesn't want to be that girl. She's trying to be a better person. Right. Uh, Archie goes. And Archie, so now Archie goes and um, gets to Betty's house. And no, no. He goes to Pop's. Because Pop's chocolate shop. Was that looking, right? Yeah, he's looking, he's looking for oh, Betty. Oh, you're right, you're right, yes. He's looking for Betty. He asks Pop, hey, have you seen her? And he's like, nope, just the Nighthawks. And he looks over and he sees Jughead. And Jughead's kind of narrating what's happening right now. And... Uh, and, and, and Archie, explain Archie what... kind of asks him what's going on, and Jughead, who this is where we officially meet him. And and you you have you have some opinions about Jughead. Okay, Jughead is played by Cole Sprouse, who is one of the Sprouse twins. His brother is Dylan. The two of them kind of became famous for being the kid in Big Daddy, and then. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's that's what they first became. That's not what known. they got famous for. Okay, well Cole. Because Cole did this one on his own, played Ben Geller on Friends. But that's not what they're famous for. They're famous for for being Zach, the sweet life of Zach and Cody. There you go. That's what they're like legit famous for. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, but this is just Cole Sprouse. He's usually blonde. His hair is dyed black for this Because it's Jughead. It's Jughead. Um, So this is where we meet him. Right. uh, Archie and him talk just a little bit, and Jughead says, oh, I'm just working on my novel. And he says that it's about what happened this summer and Jason. And Archie starts kind of waxing poetic about his legacy. Yeah, Archie. I mean, Archie's Archie's haunted. Archie, Archie's haunted by all these things. He's talking about, you know, Jason didn't do enough during this time. And how do we... I mean, you know, how am I supposed to know if I'm doing what I'm supposed to? Oh, I do like the, there's this little exchange where Archie says, you know, how is he going to be remembered? Um, you know, he was the captain of the water polo team. And Jughead says, like, oh, the Aquaholics? Well, I don't think he'll be remembered for that considering how he died. Because they assume he drowned. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, we assume he drowned because they never found his body, so they don't know. Jughead's got a real dark sense of humor. We appreciate that. And, um, and you know, Archie's also just saying, I just, I really screwed up with Betty and I don't. I, I don't know what I can do. And Jughead says, you should talk to her. You need to go talk to her. And he gives this really great line. He's like, if you if you would have talked to her, it, it would it, help. It, it would help fixed. a lot. It would help more but, than you think. Because it, it really would have helped with me. Yeah, I didn't catch that the first time we watched this. It, it just didn't hit me. And then when we watched it, to, to uh, we watched it our second time, I was like, oh... Oh, okay, so something happened between them. Right. Because in the comics, they're best buds. Exactly. And 
some something there's distance there. The friendship and we don't know the friendship's been hurt and, yeah. and we don't know how. Mm-hmm. Um so that that's that's a new thing. Jughead and Archie have issues. And it's I don't know. Anyway, uh, Archie, Archie uh, now is still running around, and he goes to Betty's house. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, this boils down to that Betty just straight up, it, it, it comes to that Betty just looks at him dead in the eye and just goes, do you love me? Yeah. And it's, it's okay, I have to improve. This is a really good scene. It is. It's um, one of the best scenes in the episode. Because she's, she's coming out there, she's let her hair down from... From the dance, she looks. They did a really good job making her look exceptionally beautiful and just kind of precious. Yep. And she's just like, I'm not going to ask what you and Veronica did in the closet, but do you love me? And Archie's like, Of course I love you, um, but it, I just don't love you. The he's he's not going to be able to answer. He's not going to be able. Well, to he goes with wants. the he goes with the excuse of I'm not good enough for you. You're too I, perfect. You're too perfect, and and Betty. Uh, perfectly does this there's no words she just looks at him devastated turns around and walks back in yeah because it's a total cop-out it is um that that's an answer of like no he doesn't he doesn't love her that way of course he does love her they've been best friends forever um but he doesn't have those feelings and by him saying well i'm not good enough for you he's blaming her exactly which is he doesn't he doesn't realize that's too that's that's a stupid like boy reason I know. Excuse. Even though there there is some level of you can it's weirdly you can kind of believe it with how haunted Archie feels about life. He, you can believe he thinks that it doesn't mean he's right. Yeah, his perspective is skewed. Yeah, he's sleeping with teacher. Yeah, um, well, he is he is having sex with an older woman. He was having sex with her. He's not currently sleeping with her. True. Um. And Jughead narrates over as we leave that scene. You know that night two hearts broke, which is, which is accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then we get to this next scene, which is awesome. it is okay. It's it's Kevin Keller and Moose. Yep. Uh, they have driven out together to the lake, and they're coming out of the car and they're walking down the bank. And G- Moose says, "I'm I'm not gay." And Kevin Keller says, of course not. You're on the football team. But um, if you were gay, what would you like to do? And Moose says, everything but kiss. And Kevin says, I love a good closet case. Let's start with skinny dipping and go from there. <laughs> yep. Which is, I, it's, there's, there's, it's so great. <laughs> but it's, that's awesome. And as they're, as they're starting to undress a little bit, yep. I mean, I think they just unbutton their shirts. Um, they, they get their get, shirts off, I think. One of them does, maybe. I don't. I don't. They nothing happens no. yet, and then they get to the edge of the water, and there's a body there. And they scroll up the body, and it's all in white. It's and... Jason, and Jason has a bullet hole in his head. Yep. Yeah. Which is oh okay. Okay. Something went down. Something happened. Well then, so then we see all the kids uh, are at the at, at the, the lake. River. The police are there, and we have some Jughead narration. And he, and Jughead ends it with on Monday, Jason's body would or or there'd be an autopsy on Jason's body, and, and on Tuesday during third period at school the first, there'd be the first arrest. Yeah, and that's where the episode ends. Which is pretty cool. I know it's a good, it's a good cliffhanger. It's a good, I mean, back to that Twin Peaks. It's a good, huh. uh, dead wrapped in plastic. Absolutely, and it's also really good. Oh, I want to watch the next episode right now. Yep, we're pacing ourselves. We're not watching the next episodes until we record our stuff for this Absolutely. one. Absolutely, yeah. So this, it was, it was so good. I mean, so looking at it, the. Our, the number one problem is clearly Veronica. It's it's they, it, and honestly, I know that you feel it's the performance, but I do think there's some fault in the writing. I, I think that by trying, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to overcompensate for what a cliche she is. Exactly. Um, it, just so they can set I, up this point you know, of she, she's she's trying to be a better person. 
Which is just, it, it's eye-rolling and nauseating at a certain point. Yeah, it's just a little navel-gazy for a 15, 16-year-old. But on the other hand, Betty is Betty is great. She, her and Kevin Keller, um, we don't, we don't, again, we don't know their names. No. We don't, we don't know who any of these extra are. Um, the, they're the best so far. Oh, yeah. And Archie's fine. Archie's fine. But it, it, it comes and goes. We, here's the thing. It's the first episode. We haven't seen enough from any of these people. No. Uh, Except for Kevin. We could take hours of just Kevin. Let's just have a sitcom of Kevin Keller. That would be awesome. I know, right? I would take that in a heartbeat. But it's, it, it is darker than your normal teen show fare. Yeah, it's... It's, it's got a, those hints. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. I mean, we'll keep going. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a watch this episode and be like, well, either we have to hate watch this or we're just not going to be able to do anything with Which it. Which we don't intend to hate watch anything. No. We've experienced that without a podcast. I really don't... I don't think uh, you want to listen to us just complain. It's not worth our time. It's not worth your time. And I think there are people who do who do hate watch things and they do it way better than we ever could. It can, it's exhausting to hate watch things. It really is. So, yeah. So we're having fun. So we're going to keep going. So in that case, I guess we leave it with that, uh, you know, check us out. Subscribe on iTunes mm-hmm. if you like this. Write a review. Shoot us an email, macintoshandmod at gmail.com. We'll leave that all in the show notes for you. Yeah. And, and, uh, and send us an email. If, you, if we get some feedback, some questions, we'll answer them in our next podcast. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.